You're listening to Entrepreneurship 101 podcast with Creative Muscle Studios. My name is Irina Hall. Welcome. And today our topic is how to tell your story. In the previous two episodes, we talked about the importance of using videos in your marketing and how uh, you can do different types of videos and the importance of telling your story. And today we have an amazing guest with us, Angela Stilwell. Hi, Angela. Hi. And Angela is going to give us some great advice and tips on how you should tell your story and what's the best way to do that. So, Angela, um, I'm really curious about your story first. How did you actually get here? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a great question. And a, um, there's a really in-depth answer. It started when I was going through my separation and divorce. Mm -hmm. It's really how this piece of my business got started. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about you know, what I'd done right and what I did wrong in the marriage. And, you know, it wasn't all on me, but mm -hmm. it takes two, you know, it takes two to make it right. work, right? But, <clears throat> you know, what had I done or what could I have done differently? Who could I have been better? Who, who could I have been to be a better person in that relationship? And as I went through that introspective process, I realized that because of my childhood, I was not great at, at making deep connections with people. I could make great friends because I was used to moving. I had moved over 60 times. I went to 13 different schools between kindergarten and my senior year of high school. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I mean, I could meet people and I could talk, but, you know, growing up, I knew I wasn't going to be anywhere very long, so it wasn't necessary to make that deep connection, mm -hmm. right? And I carried that into adulthood because you know it that 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 was my foundation mm -hmm. and so as I as I thought about that and there were a lot of things from childhood that I really didn't want to share with anybody I had major perfectionist syndrome mm. you know and it, none of us like to show our vulnerabilities we all want to present this perfect picture and yet no one can be perfect and if you look at the people who do have those deeper connections, they do share their vulnerability. Right. And so the more I dug into that whole aspect and I started sharing some of my backstory, which had a lot of really ugliness in it as, as a child. Mm -hmm. um, and I, but I didn't want anybody to know that, you know, and I mean, because you go into a new school and girls can be really mean. Um, so, it, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to know all the ugly pieces. But mm -hmm. as I started sharing those, uh, you know, those quote unquote ugly pieces, um, what I found was that my friendships and other relationships became better. You know, once I dropped that facade and started tearing down those walls that I had built, mm -hmm. all of those relationships got better. And, you know, I was doing some freelance work and doing some marketing work and some consulting and, and coaching. And, and I just kept thinking, how can I take this into the work that I do with my clients so that they can have those deeper relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's personal relationships or with their customers? And so that's what I started doing was helping people tell their stories, whether it's from a business perspective or from a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. that so that's is, really how it came about. That is so interesting. I can totally relate to the 
idealistic syndrome. I, I wouldn't say I had a major, but <laughs> I'm definitely a perfectionist and I need to make sure everything is good and well done before I put it out there. Like I'm a filmmaker and I started in filmmaking before I actually started doing other things like podcasting and things like that. And like Facebook Live wasn't even an option for me because what? It's not edited. It's not colored. It's not like it's, right. it's not good. Right. You know, how can I put it out? It needs to be. <laughs> but at a certain point, I had to realize, well, it's OK. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. that's that's real. Right. And, you know, when you when you think about even the things that um, historically have been recorded, the things that people really attach themselves to. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I talked about this on the phone when we were talking about doing this podcast was, you know, the blooper reels. Oh, yeah. People love the blooper reels. Exactly. Because they're like, oh, my gosh, they're not perfect. Right, right. So people really, they really get into that aspect. Mm Mm-hmm. And and so it's yeah that's that's where you can tear all of that down and you know let let your real self be mm-hmm. seen absolutely like especially about blooper reels when we record with a client they need to deliver a certain speech for example and we record when it takes more than three takes they start getting concerned they're like oh I'm not good I'm not, I'm taking so long how many takes other people usually do I'm like ah, don't worry about it so I put a blooper reel of myself yesterday on Facebook I was failing. Take after take after take after take. <laughs> Molly knows she actually put the blooper reel together for us. <laughs> that is just... It is. It's amazing how, you know, and, and one of the challenges that um, that's pretty interesting that I see a lot of coaches, and, you know, I've worked with coaches from, you know, speaking on stages and doing video and that sort of thing, and they're like, one take. Do it in one take. Don't worry about what happens. Just do it in one take. And when you when somebody challenges you to do that, it's like, holy crap, I have to do this in one take. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Once you realize that and then you start going like I, I did a um I did a, a video for my first IGTV video Mm -hmm. and you know with that you can do editing it's not live you can you can do editing Mm -hmm. but I was like you know what I'm not going to edit it I'm going to let that first one be this is who I am and if I mess up then it's just going to be there Mm -hmm. and there were a couple of things where I stumbled over it but you know what nobody has nobody has said anything ugly about Mm -hmm. it (laughs) right you know that's that's just that's just real yeah it just shows your personal side your personality Mm -hmm. that's great yeah exactly yeah and so uh, in terms of telling stories, I'm really curious, is there any specific elements or structure in the way of how to tell your personal story in the most appealing way? Yeah, you know, it's funny because when people start telling their story, a lot of times you hear people where I, I call it dumping. Mm-hmm. And it's where they just start telling all of the negative things and they're just going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're sitting in front of a therapist just dumping all of their dirty laundry out. Yeah. And that's not effective. That's that's therapy work. Mm-hmm. Do that journaling or, you know, pay to go see a therapist. That's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. That's not helping the audience and that's not helping. It's really not even helping you because all you're doing is wallowing in whatever the story was. Mm-hmm. But when you can take that story and glean the lessons from it 
and, you know, share pieces of the story. And, you know, we can talk a little bit more about that if you want to. But, you know, it, you you do film. You you know that you start basically in the middle of the story. You start at the climax. <laughs> That's where you start. Mm-hmm. You know, what what's a high point of the story? Start there. And then you can fill in around it. But make sure that whatever aspect of the story that you're telling, there's a lesson or two or three. There mm-hmm. are points that you're wanting to get across from that story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, right. the story's for nothing. Right, right. And especially... Uh, when we create short videos, it's very, it's it creates a very great connection when you can tell a story that explains your passion and explains mm-hmm. why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah, you know, and and what what was it that instigated that? Yeah, that's where it, and and that's usually something that's pretty painful. Mm-hmm. You know, and. What's really painful for some people may not be painful for someone else. And so I'm not saying that that everyone has to have this major tragic story that they've overcome. Mm-hmm. But it, it's something that has really dug down into your gut. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do have a pretty tragic story, but that doesn't mean everybody does. A, a friend yeah. of mine a, and a, a, also a client of mine. He was always like, you know, I lived a great life. I had this beautiful life. I had great parents. And, you know, we never had anything go wrong. So, you know, what story do I have to tell? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Have you ever been standing in line in Starbucks and the woman in front of you had, you know, something going on and you bought her beverage to help her Mm -hmm. out or maybe you're standing in line at the grocery store and there's a mom and she's got a toddler sitting in the cart and she's got two kids who are pulling on her skirt and you know the the cashier is checking her out and she goes to pay and she realizes she doesn't have enough mm-hmm. have you paid that extra twenty dollars or however much you know did you pay her whole tab or did you you know did you pitch in so that she could care for her family yeah that week right that's a great story so it, it doesn't mean that you have to have some really um major tear-jerking, gut-wrenching story. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, collect your stories because there are stories everywhere. Right, right. You know, you're traveling and you have some conversation with a TSA agent. Mm-hmm. There, there's a story there. Yeah. You know, every day there are stories. Yeah. That's amazing how uh, we always get asked by our clients and by entrepreneurs that we meet, how do we produce content on a regular basis? We don't have so many stories to tell. I'm like, you can tell so many stories. They are everywhere. Mm-hmm. They are all the way around. You can tell your story. You can tell your client's story. The easiest way is to bring your customers in and let them talk because mm-hmm. they will talk about you and will add you even more credibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, tell the story of, you know, what was it that that you helped them overcome? Right. Yeah. You know, what What was it that brought you to them? What was it that, that they went searching for you? Mm-hmm. What was the problem that they had and how did they overcome it mm-hmm. with what you have going on? Yeah. I mean, that's a great story. And what else is good about it is that when you bring them in, it gives them a highlight and they have a chance to tell their story in their way. Absolutely. And they are the star. Absolutely. They're talking about you, but they are the star. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's what you want to do when when you're telling the story, you want to make either the customer or the audience the hero mm-hmm. in the story. 
you know, that, and you probably know this, I mean, Joseph Campbell's story, you know, system mm-hmm. of telling a story. Yeah. The, the hero's journey. That's the word I'm looking for. Right. The hero's journey. Um, you always want the audience to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And, you know, or the underdog or the whatever, you know, and there's always got to be an enemy. Yeah. And, you know, the enemy doesn't have to be a villain. It can be, you know, a, a, one of the coaches that I've had over the years, his enemy is mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And that's what he tells you. My, I shoot to be the best. So my enemy is mediocrity because mm-hmm. so many people in the world, that's what they're shooting for is mediocrity. They're happy with mediocrity. Yeah. And, you know, that's a different kind of villain. Right. But the way that he presents it, it really is a villain. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's learning to tell the story in a way that makes the audience or the customer the hero. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because um, Greg and I always talk about it and, and we actually have different opinions about it. I usually say whatever we put out, uh, whatever marketing we use, it has to be about our customers or our audience. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about our company. It's about them. And he goes, you know what? There's nothing wrong with you bragging a little bit about you and is saying that, well, this is about me this time. Why not? I'm like, no, it has to be about them. So we're kind of going back and forth about it. And I think uh, something that maybe I need to work on a little bit, but maybe in some way it's true. Maybe it's not completely true, but I used to think that no one cares about me and what I have to say and what my story is and what like what I'm doing it's all about them and I'm all like always kind of pushing myself ah I'm not important it's all about them they don't care about what I have to say it's mm-hmm. it has to be about them but I think there's got to be the sort of a balance absolutely and I will tell you that's that's actually a very um feminine thing yeah women are very good at taking care of everyone else mm-hmm. And making sure that the light is shone on someone else mm-hmm. and, you know, giving credit to everybody else. You know, we, we are caretakers. We're nurturers mm-hmm. by nature. Right. Yeah. And so we're always going out and looking out for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at how guys go about it they and it's it's part of how we're raised too Mm -hmm. you know guys are very competitive from day one and and girls are raised to say you know be a nice girl stay in your lane Mm -hmm. don't be competitive you know and it's okay for guys to be competitive they can you know barrel at each other and do all sorts of things and then go grab a beer afterwards right right and and they're good with that and girls are not raised that way we're supposed to be pretty and behave mm-hmm. and be nice girls yeah you know nice girls aren't competitive nice girls aren't blah 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 um yeah nice girls can be competitive <laughs> <laughs> and part of that competitive competitiveness is you know having the confidence to say heck yeah i did overcome this and this is why i'm really good for you mm-hmm. so you know it, it is good to be able to share your story part of the time and mm-hmm. be able to say, you know, this is what I have overcome and this is how I've gotten to here and this is why you should hire me because I can help you with this problem. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, something you mentioned earlier, I'm kind of wondering about, you said the best way to tell a story is to start with a climax. Mm-hmm. So how do you find that climax in your story? Like, for example, take take your story, for example, what's your climax? 
Oh, gosh. Um, there's a lot of different comments. <laughs> it depends on which piece of the story. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I say that because because of the way my childhood was, mm-hmm. you know, moving around so much, um, I I basically had a dad that was a con artist. Mm-hmm. I had a stepfather that was abusive. Oh. Um, my mom was murdered. Oh, wow. Um, you know, moving all of those times. So there's there's a lot of different pieces mm-hmm. to the story. And I can't sit there and tell that whole story in one fell swoop. Right. Because by the time I'm done, people are like, oh, my gosh, they're <laughs> wanting to slit their wrists, <laughs> right? Because all of life is bad. So and whenever you are telling a really tragic story, you have to be able to bring levity to it because mm-hmm. you need to be able to protect your audience. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your job to protect the people who are listening to you mm-hmm. and to give them strength through the process. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a really tragic story and you are starting at the climax of that, um, then you have to be prepared to take care of the people who are listening, mm-hmm. whether they are sitting in an audience right there in front of you or, you know, listening to a podcast mm-hmm. or watching a video. Um you have to make it okay for them to get through that story with you. Mm-hmm. Like me telling you all of that and then laughing right afterwards, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Because it, you have to give people room to breathe. Because mm-hmm. when you when you say something really, really tragic like what happened with my mom, mm-hmm. people are holding their breath. Yeah. You know, it's like... <gasps> right. And you have to give them permission to breathe mm-hmm. and, and to smile because... Look, I survived. Yeah. I came out the other side of all of it. Yeah. And regardless of what you're going through, you're still here. You're still breathing. So, you know, smile about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Th- there's there's a lesson in that. And it doesn't matter how bad it gets. There's mm-hmm. a lesson in it because you're still here breathing. So you can break your story basically up into multiple stories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, based on the different uh, aspects, the different uh the diff- what I want to say, the different stages of your life, mm-hmm. I guess, and mm-hmm. the different lessons that you learned. Yeah, you can create a lot of micro stories. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there can be, you know, you can take a five-minute incident of your life, and that can be a ninety-minute speech. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, there's a. Um, I had an incident. You know, and, and again, I have a lot of really. <laughs> bizarre stories yeah. growing up but there um i was i had a um because of something that was going on with my dad when i was 10 years old one of the people that he had done something to i don't know what he had done to this person but there was a situation and um i ended up my dad had gone to meet with this guy and my brother and i were sitting out in the car waiting on my dad to come back out and my dad comes running out the front door of this guy's house and takes takes off and um the guy comes out following my dad and he's got a gun in his hand and he comes to the car because he's not wanting my dad to get away but my dad's not in the car Mm -hmm. and the window's down it's a summer night and we're sitting there waiting and we see this happening and he comes to the window and one of my dad's employees is sitting in the driver's seat and i'm sitting in the passenger seat the window's down and he comes up to the passenger's window and puts the gun against my head and wants the keys to the car. That's a five-minute story. Wow. But 
what I tell about that story is how I stepped into a leadership role even as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I go into the whole thing of, you know, there's crisis leadership and then there's legacy leadership. Mm-hmm. Crisis leadership is in the moment. That was in the moment. Mm-hmm. Legacy leadership is what do you do that lasts over a lifetime? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's one little piece of, you know, I'll be 52 in in five weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one little piece of that's a five minute piece of 52 yeah. years. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, your story can be just a little moment in time. Yeah. So what what did you do in the car? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Um, He's holding the gun to my head and he says, give me the keys. And the guy that was sitting in the driver's seat is frozen. He can't. I mean, he's just like unresponsive. And I'm like, dude, I'm 10 years old. I'm the one with the gun to my head. (laughs) Why are you frozen? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And. Um, so he doesn't move and the guy said, and the guy with the gun says, this is a gun. It's loaded. You know what it will do to her. Give me the keys. And again, Robert doesn't move. And I, I looked at the guy, you know, I kind of glanced down and I was like, I'm, I'm going to lean over and get the keys Mm -hmm. because my little brother is sitting in the back seat Mm -hmm. and, you know, big sister here I'm wanting to protect my little brother yeah right give the guy the keys yeah so I leaned over and I got the keys and I handed them to the guy and he turns around and he goes back inside and a few minutes later the police show up I don't remember my dad being around anymore that night at some point we Mm -hmm. ended up back at our mom's house and that's really the whole story it was that I stepped into that crisis leadership Mm -hmm. position to protect my little brother and to protect myself mm-hmm. i don't even really remember i don't really remember how we got home mm-hmm. you know i just remember that eventually we did get home um but you know it, the, the story is just like when you hear about someone walking down the beach and they see someone drowning and mm-hmm. they jump in yeah to save the person drowning that's a crisis leadership place right mm-hmm. versus legacy leadership where you you are setting people up to themselves be leaders Mm -hmm. and that's how you know when i'm giving a speech i'll i'll throw in all you know i go through that whole process but yeah Mm -hmm. that's what happened (laughs) wow yeah it's quite a story yeah Yeah, so yeah it you don't tell the whole story of your life right just you know what is a moment right right yeah um so uh, the most common thing that our clients are doing is their introductory story for their business. Uh-huh. So what would be the best way to tell that story? Would it be focused on directly? I guess it depends on what their stories are. Um, but I like them. I like to ask them how they started their business and what uh-huh. led them to it. Uh-huh. Uh, is there any specific way? they can tell um i don't know how to formulate that what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to bring it to those little one minute two minute three minute stories Mm -hmm. that our clients put in videos as their introduction and they put it on the front of their website and they Mm -hmm. say this is who we are this is our business Uh, but the purpose of the video is to not just to show their business, but to also show 
themselves and their passion behind the business. Yeah, I, I will tell you what um, what I have done and what one of my coaches taught me to do is to um, spend some time before you actually start rolling the camera and maybe you're looking into the lens and you're thinking on the other side of that lens is someone that you've always wanted to tell a story to Mm -hmm. and they're no longer around Mm. okay maybe it's a child that you lost or maybe it's a grandparent that was very special to you or maybe it's a parent someone that you can't actually have a conversation Mm -hmm. with any longer what is the story that you want to tell them Mm. okay and what tends to happen is people will well up with tears men and women Mm -hmm. right because that's that's really good and that's what you want you want them to get to that point because once they can get to that then you get the passion coming through them. And it's not that you have to film while they're tearing up. Mm-hmm. You don't want them tearing up in the film because that's yeah. just going to make the people who are watching it, you know, get upset. But mm-hmm. you want them to get to that point of passion, that point of emotion, mm-hmm. and then recollect themselves and tell that story again. Mm, that's great. So, it, you know, whatever the business is, what was it that really drove that? But tell that to that person that they can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. That is a great tip because most of the time entrepreneurs start their businesses because they had a problem they needed to solve themselves. Right. Yeah. Or they had a passion Mm -hmm. and they were looking for an outlet, for a creative Mm -hmm. outlet, for example. Like Mm -hmm. I was looking for a creative outlet when Mm -hmm. I started my business. Mm -hmm. And it's really connecting with them very deeply. And it's, it's really powerful when they can express that and they can create that connection with their audience exactly yeah exactly and and when you can when you when you get them to that point regardless of what the story is that emotion and that depth of their passion comes through Mm -hmm. yeah i think we had a great conversation Yeah. yeah i think it went really well and um I really appreciate Angela you coming Absolutely. and recording with us today. It was great to meet you and thank hear you. your story. Thank you. It was wonderful. So thank you very much. And uh, you have been listening to Entrepreneurship 101 podcast. We are on Anchor, on iTunes, on Google Music, and on all major podcast platforms. So you can find us, follow us, subscribe, download. Also, Uh, feel free to check out our website at creativemusclestudios.com. And we would like to thank our sponsor today, VoiceOver City, for letting us record this podcast in their studio. And if you go to a website that Angela gave us is untappedstrength.com, you will find a free PDF with five points on how to tell your story. It's called Discovering Your Untapped Strength. So this could be very helpful for you on topic that we we're discussing today so uh feel free to subscribe to our podcast we're on anchor itunes google music and all major podcast platforms also go to our website at creativemusclestudios.com and you can subscribe to our youtube channel also at creative muscle studios thank you for listening stay tuned for our next episode and be brave and passionate